chapter 2, I want to look at this, Jesus saves. And I want you to think about this as we are turning to the book of Ephesians in chapter 2. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. That's at Old Town, that's just inside of Greenup County, out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road, giving you directions to the meeting house known as Emmanuel. Here at Old Town, we're thankful that you've taken time also to tune in to WGOH here, a portion of God's Word. You know, our young men just sang, Jesus saves. You know, I'll be honest with you. To the world at large, they don't understand this. This is something that comes by faith. You have to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ by faith. There's a lot of folks in the world today who have the intellectual knowledge of Jesus Christ that have never had the heart knowledge of Jesus Christ. Therein lies the difference between being saved by the grace of God and not being saved. The Bible states in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and verse 9, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I want to speak on this faith, the issue of faith today. And I simply entitled our text, Faith, The Great Gift Which Enables. That's exactly what happens. If you've ever been saved by the grace of God, you were saved through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's not a faith that you conjured up yourself. Faith that we have unto salvation is a gift of God. It is the ability to allow one to believe, not just intellectually, but spiritually. So I pray today that that's that's exactly what happens in this house. You may be sitting in this place today with questions about salvation. You may be thinking to yourself, well, I believe, but do you really believe? Do you believe unto salvation? Do you believe with faith believing? And I pray that that's what happens in this house At this very moment, Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that through your marvelous grace and through the great gift of faith, you enabled the believer to come unto thee. Lord, I pray that you would open up the hearts of individuals in this house, whether they be here or out in Radio Land or Father, wherever they may be in this world today, Lord, we're praying that you will give them that great gift of faith. The faith which enables them to not just believe with the mind, but believe with the heart. To believe that makes the difference. So Lord, I pray for the salvation of our young people. Our teenagers, our young adults, Lord, I pray for every lost soul that may be in this house today. 
Lord, that you might impart unto them this wonderful gift, the gift of faith. Father, I pray that you'll watch over some blessings. You allow our time together today to be that which is glorifying to your name. For truly, dear God, today all glory is brought to you. Father, forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. You know, the prayer that was just uttered came because of faith. I believe, therefore I speak to my Father. You know, today a lot of times people have this prayer that never gets above the ceiling. It never goes outside the walls of this building. But there is that prayer that goes all the way to the horns of the altar in heaven. The place where Jesus Christ is even now interceding on our behalf. Who is even now praying on our behalf because we don't know how to pray as we ought, the Bible says. But we pray as best we know how, as humanity. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, to have and to know faith is one of God's great gifts He bestows upon mankind. The other day at the funeral of our nephew, we preached on faith. We preached on saving faith. We preached on the faith that makes a difference. And I'll tell you this without a shadow of a doubt, that it takes faith to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Many people today know Him as the babe in the manger at Christmas time. Or they know Him when it comes time uh, uh, for Easter. They know Him as, as, as the one who was buried. But faith makes it real. Faith makes it, the, it, it, it makes it impossible not to believe. Faith makes it impossible to, to uh, just leave Him in the manger. Faith makes it impossible for you to leave Him on the cross or, or in the grave. Or even amongst the disciples the evening of His resurrection. Faith makes it impossible to forget that God gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So today as we look at this faith issue, I want us today to, to have our minds settled here. Maybe you're here and you don't have a clear picture of what faith really is. Faith, uh, defined in the book of Hebrews, tells us that it is the, the evidence of things not seen. Listen, I want you to know today that it takes faith to please the Almighty God of heaven. It takes faith to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. But I want you to listen to this now. This gift that God gives, what does it do for us? It enables one, first of all, to know there is a God in heaven. You know, I'll tell you what, it takes a great deal 
uh, uh, more effort for me to believe that I came from a, an anemia over in some mud hole somewhere. And, and the other day I was watching this, uh, this uh, thing on nature and, and, and they, were, they were talking about how that from a bubbling mud pile up come humanity. From a bubbling mud pile came forth this little creature that was crawling around in the mud and, and, and it got out on the dry land and it kept on, it kept on evolving. And, and, and folks, I want you to know something. I don't know what it takes to believe that. I never have ever come to that conclusion yet. But I know in whom I have believed, and I know that He's able to save me and give me understanding of who He is. Brother Jim mentioned this morning, it's in our sermon even today, He is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. He is the God of heaven. And folks, I want you to know, God gives us faith to believe in that. He says in the book of Romans in chapter 1 that there are things in this earth today that are clearly seen that let you know there's a God to be reckoned with. As a matter of fact, I want to look at that in Romans in chapter 1 and verse 20 and notice what it says here now. You know, uh, today there are so many people that want to disclaim God. They can look into the world outside here. They can look into the, to the, to the things that we, uh, we stand and, and just stand amazed at. And they can say that there is no God, that all this happened with a great boom one day, and, and, and everything happened because two atoms come together and it caused a great explosion. God's Word says something different, doesn't it? Number one, the Bible says in Genesis 1 about the God of heaven that He created all that was or is or ever will be. But here in Romans in chapter 1 and verse 20, the Bible says, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Listen, I want you to know today, I do not believe that there's an atheist in hell. I believe there are self-professing atheists in this world today. But all you have to do is look into this world and understand that there is a God in heaven. And folks, I want you to know something. To us who believe, faith has brought that about and enabled us to believe that God created the heavens and the earth. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, you and I, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. We have before us today evidences that God truly exists. Many have refused this knowledge by turning aside from God and turning to and trying to debunk the fact that, that He is. But God's Word says that He is. And that's all we need that believe by faith. He is. And as He says uh, there in the book of Ex Exodus, I am that I am. Folks, I want you to know something today. The God that we serve does exist. 
And yes, He has enabled us to believe that by giving us the gift of faith. And folks, I know people have called me naive. I've been called naive before. But this one thing I do know, I trust God over man's Word. I trust in God. Romans in chapter 1 Again, verse 19 and 20, the Bible says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. Listen, that's the reason why I don't believe these people that say that, they're, that they just don't believe there is a God. Listen, I want you to know something. God says, I've already proved myself unto them. And they are without excuse. And listen to those that are saved today. We believe because faith enabled us to believe that God is. He is the great I Am. He is the great God of heaven. Listen, by faith, by faith, listen. I want you to know that Abraham, Abraham looked for a city. He looked for a a country. Listen, I want you to know today that it takes faith to look ahead to what you cannot see and believe that it will be. Folks, I want you to know something today. That's what faith will do for you. Faith will enable you to come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Luke in chapter 4. If you'll turn back there with me for just a moment. Luke in chapter 4. Notice what it says right here in verse 31 down through verse 37. Luke chapter 4 verse 31. The Bible says, And he came down to to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogues there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Folks, I want you to know even the devils know. Even the demons know. And listen, they acclaim to the fact that God is God and the beside Him there is none else. He is the all-powerful. He is the all-seeing. He is the all-knowing. That's the God we serve. It takes faith, doesn't it? But that's what God's given us that believe. God has given us the ability to believe because of faith. You oftentimes I've had it I've had it said, well, which came first? Did faith come first or did believing come first? The Bible says that listen, that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you cannot believe until you first have heard, and that's where faith comes from. Faith enables us to believe. Do you believe that God is today? Do you believe that there's a God in heaven and He is the God that is to be worshipped today? Do you believe in God that sent His Son to die on the cross of Calvary to pay our sin debt? Do you believe today? Listen, I want you to know faith will enable you to believe. Faith enables you to believe. In John chapter 14 and verse 1, the Bible says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in Me. Listen. Faith enables you to believe not only in the Son of God, but God the Father and God the Spirit. 
The great triune God. The great three in one. Listen, that's who you must believe in today. And God will give you the faith to believe it. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. What's not of yourselves? The gift of God that He gives and that is faith. Folks, I want you to know something today that faith is one of the greatest things that you'll ever encounter. Faith is one of the greatest things you'll ever encounter. And it is a gift that God gives that we may believe on His Son. That we may believe on God the Father who sent His only begotten Son that we might have life and have it more abundantly. In John chapter 13, we'll go over here for just a moment. John 13, the Bible here states in verse, in verse 31 down through verse 35, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while, I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, Whether I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. Folks, I want you to know something today. That God is real. God is and there is none else. Now I want you to know this. I know that that takes faith. And I know the day that that's the reason why so many in the world don't believe. Because they have never been imparted the gift of faith. You're in the right place today. You know why I'm saying that? Because you're hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Listen, we're not talking about we're not talking about some self-help books here. We're talking about the real voice of God in print here. And it's by this that faith is, is offered to you today. That's the reason why I say that you're in the you're in the right place. You're in the place where you can hear the Word of God, and that hearing brings about faith. It enables you to believe that God certainly is. Now, secondly, faith enables us to know forgiveness. Listen, I want you to know today that without forgiveness, we stand condemned and we will stay condemned until we have received the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I want you to know it takes faith to believe that. If you know anything at all about the blackness of sin and the holiness of God, you understand that it takes faith to know that God said, I will forgive you. But that's exactly what he says, is it not? The voice of God has uttered it forth that we shall have forgiveness of our sins. Faith will give you that. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 130, if you'll go back here for just a moment, Psalm 130. The Bible states this, now get a hold of this, in verse 4. 
Well, let's just read this. Let's just read it verse 1 to begin with. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. You know what it takes to do that? It takes faith. It takes faith to know that He'll hear you. It takes faith to know that He looks down from heaven and He sees you. It takes faith to know that, that, listen, He'll give you the faith and understanding to believe that you are forgiven. Because this goes on to say, Lord, hear my voice. You're never going to be saved till, first of all, you plead forgiveness of sins. God's not going to save somebody who's not willing to say, Lord, forgive me, for I have sinned. He says here, Lord, hear my voice and let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? You know what that's saying? God knows every one of our sins. From the day we were born to the day that we die, He's got all of it covered and He knows it all and He sees it all. And if He was to mark every one of them against us, listen, we will be paying in the pits of hell for all eternity. You say, well, I'm not that bunch of a sinner. Oh, yes, you are. You may not think so, but yes, you are. You're born in sin, the Bible says. And in sin, not only did you, were you born in sin, and in sin did your mother conceive you. In other words, the blood that courses through your veins today is, is reeked with sin. Our bodies are full of sin. But faith enables us to know that God forgives us. Psalm 130 and verse 4, the Bible says, But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared or respected or reverent. You know what? I reverence my God because I can't believe that He forgave me of all of my sins. I look down through my life and I, I ponder the sin that I have sinned and I think, oh my God, how could He forgive me of all of my trespasses? But He did. And I believe Him. I believe that He forgave me of all of my sins. And folks, I want you to know something I look at Paul and Paul said he was the chiefest of sinners. But listen, I look at my life and I know that I was the chiefest of sinners. But God forgave me. God forgave me. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7, the Bible speaks again of that forgiveness of our sins. In verse 7, the Bible says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. You know what? The only reason why we're saved today is by the grace of God. The only reason why today that we have faith to believe that He could forgive us is because His grace endowed that unto us. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith has led me to believe that God truly offers forgiveness to all who will come unto Him. Will you come unto Him today? In the book of John in chapter 13, again we see these scriptures and we're thankful for what God has placed in His Word because it gives us the knowledge that, that He is faithful to forgive all who will come unto Him. In, in John chapter 13, 
beginning at verse 31 again. The Bible says, Therefore, when he was gone out, he said, None of now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me, and as I said to the Jews, whether I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, even as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Listen, I want you to know that it takes faith to believe that, and God gives us that believing faith. God enables us to come unto Him. Faith gives peace where forgiveness has come. In Colossians in chapter 2, once again I look at these scriptures and I, I stand amazed that God would love me so much that He would send His Son to die for me. And not only that, but that He would give me the faith to believe that He died for me on the cross and that He paid my sin debt. That's when it becomes personal to you. That's when it becomes salvation. Again in Colossians 2 and verse 13, the Bible says this, And you being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened, or in other words, made alive, together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. Think about that. I don't know about you, but I know where I've been in my life, and I thank God for forgiveness. I praise His name today that He has forgiven me and He's given me the faith to believe that I stand forgiven this very moment. I stand forgiven. Where do you stand? Do you have the peace that passeth all understanding? Do you have the peace that John chapter 14 verse 27 says that He was going to give you? He says, Peace I leave with you. Listen, do you have that today? You can have it if you come to Him through faith. You can have it today if you come to Him in faith knowing that He, that he died for you and to pay your sin death and that He's offering forgiveness of all those sins for those who come unto Him. Are you willing today to come to Him? Faith. The great gift which enables. You know what? Faith will enable you to believe. Faith will enable you to come to believe that, that by faith we have forgiveness of our sins. Listen, if you, don't, if you don't trust in that, listen, you have nothing to stand on. If you're coming to God with your good works, if you're coming to God with your good attitude, if you're coming to God with all those things that He says back in Isaiah chapter 64 is as filthy rags, listen, you have nothing to offer and no nothing to stand on. Therefore, you have no peace. That's the reason why the men, the man used to come to me and he said, Oh, preacher, I hope I've done enough. Well, let me tell you something. You have not done enough and you'll never be able to do enough in order to be saved. It takes faith to be saved. And faith will enable you to believe that you've been forgiven. And you know what that does? That removes all the condemnation. 
Think about it. Romans 8 and verse 1. The Bible says, Now, therefore, there is no more condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Now, it goes on to say, Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You know, there's a difference between I, I believe and knowing you believe. You see, there's a lot of people that's walked an aisle that never really truly believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And they've never had the full forgiveness. They've never had any forgiveness because they really never believed. But if you come to Him in faith, He will save you. He will forgive you. He will give you exactly what you need of here today. Now, thirdly, I want you to look at this. If I can get my papers unstuck. Thirdly, I want you to know faith enables us to know we won't be left in the grave. The other day I buried a young nephew. We had the funeral Thursday and and I'll be honest with you, it seems like the older I get, the, the funeral's really way heavy on my heart and mind anymore. But I begin to think about the fact that those that are saved by the grace of God are not going to be left in the ground. I rejoice in the fact that, as Brother Manuel said this morning, that, that in 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, verse 51 down through verse 58, the Bible says in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to be changed and those bodies are going to be resurrected in a new body. A body that cannot die. And listen, I want you to know something. That for the saved is amazing. But understand this also. That dead body that uh, that is died without the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, it's going to be brought up out of that grave one day too. It's going to be given a body that cannot die. Just before that that body is cast into the very pits of hell, listen, it's going to suffer throughout all eternity and there'll never be a way to get away from the suffering and pain and sorrow. But to the, the believer... Faith has enabled us to believe that that God says, I'm going to raise you a new body. One that I can take to heaven and reunite with that soul that's already gone on. Listen, I want you to know the, the Bible says, the Apostle Paul stated, that listen, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Listen, that soul that has been saved by the grace of God is already in heaven today. There are billions and billions of untold numbers of souls that are already there. Souls of our loved ones that are saved by the grace of God. Souls of moms and dads and brothers and sisters and nephews and nieces and all those grandparents are already there. There's coming a day when that body that's in the ground is going to come forth as well. Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 beginning at verse 13 he says I would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them that are asleep that you sorrow not even as those that have no hope. We that are saved have hope and we're going to see them again. That's the reason why yeah it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. I've, I've had a lot of funerals in my day but listen I want you to know something. I pray that I never lose a broken heart over a soul that's gone on into heaven. I don't want to get cold to the fact that death is real. 
and death affects families. I don't want to get cold to that. I want to feel the sorrow. And listen, I want you to know something today, but there's coming a time when we're not going to feel sorrow again. The Bible says these bodies are going to be raised with an indestructible body, a body that will never see death again. Faith tells me that God's clues to His return is evident. You know, as I sit and I think about that, and I think about the things that uh, Brother Jim spoke of this morning. You know, today, we are, we are given direction through His Word about what it's going to be like just before the coming of the Son of Man. Folks, what do you see in the world today? The book of Matthew chapter 24 tells us exactly what it's going to be like in that hour when the Son of Man is going to be coming back. And it's just like we see in the world today. There's sicknesses all over the country, all over the world. There's all kinds of pestilence. And that's what a pestilence is. It's a disease. Isn't it, isn't it ironic that uh, through uh, the month of... Uh, of January, we have seen we have seen the flu, we have seen COVID, we have seen a stomach bug, we have seen all kinds of sicknesses that have wreaked havoc upon the the lives of men and women, boys and girls in this world today. And that's just a that's just a touch. There are those today that are that this world has become so prevalent with cancer and and heart disease and lung disease. Listen, I want you to know something today. That's what's going on in the end of days. Pestilence is going to come. God enables us to believe that what we see in this world today, it must be close. There's earthquakes all over the world in every place, in every location. There's earthquakes. Even here in little old Kentucky, there's earthquakes happening all the time. Volcanoes are spewing forth their foam of fire. Why? Because the earth is at unrest. God says at the end of time, that's exactly what it's going to be like. Folks, I want you to know something. That God's Word enables us to believe because He gives us faith. I believe that we're in the end of time. I believe that the days are drawing close to an end. Faith tells me that, listen, that He gives us the clues. Will you believe today? Faith enables me to know it won't be long. I want you to think about this. As I get ready to come to a close here in just a little bit, Faith enables me to believe that I've got a home in heaven. Folks, death is not the end of it. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 5 tells us that there's, there's a long home for each and every one of us. And that long home is, uh, is the eternal long home. Where are you going to and I, I use this word very loosely. You know that. I've said this a thousand times. Where are you going to spend eternity? 
I mean, it's not like you can spend eternity, right? Where are you going to be? Where is your long home? I look back and I think about the book of Luke and I think about what Brother Manuel was bringing out this morning. You look at Lazarus and you look at the rich man, listen, two different people, two different destinations. Lazarus, the Bible says, when he died, was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. That means that's into the bliss of heaven for those of us after the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But think about this. The Bible said the rich man also died. And in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment. Do you know that this very moment, back 2,000 years ago, he tried to get somebody to bring him a drop of water. Do you know he's still begging for that drop of water? Listen to that. Hell is real. Heaven is real. And God will give you the faith to believe both. You see, you can't believe one without the other. I've heard men say, well, I believe in heaven, but I don't believe God would send anybody to a place called hell. Listen, God's word is true. And God says all Christ's rejectors will be cast into a lake of fire one day. So yes, there is a long home. But for those of us who are saved by the grace of God, you see, salvation is a, is, is a whole lot more than just being saved. Salvation offers us that home in heaven. Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. John 14, 1 through 3. Is that the home you're looking forward to? By faith. By faith, I'm looking forward to that home. Faith has enabled me to see uh, that wonderful home that God has gone to prepare for those who love Him. Revelation chapter 21 and 22, you see that, that wonderful city, that, that new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. And it begins to describe that beautiful city. That beautiful home wherein no sin exists. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to a place where there is no more sin. I'm looking forward to a place where I can, where I can be at ease with myself and know that I'm not going to be tempted with, by the devil with sin. By faith, I believe that's going to happen because God said so. Revelation 21 or 22 the Bible talks about that wonderful place. I'm going to turn over for just a moment. He says here in verse 1 of Revelation 21, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, 
prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are all passed away. You know what, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to a time when my hardships and heartaches no longer haunt me. When the former things are all gone away with, the times when people have hurt you, the times when people have misused you, the times when people have abused you, Listen, know this, there's coming a time when that's all going to be done away with in your mind and in person. You're never going to have to worry about that again. Wouldn't be much of a place called heaven if you could remember all your sorrows and heartaches, would it? Heaven is vacant of that. Your new home is going to be vacant of sorrow and death. We're not going to have to go to the cemetery anymore. We're not going to have to go to the house of death and, and there bring a message of hope to those that are left behind. Faith has shown us by mind's eye that what God has prepared for us. Are you going there? Are you going to the place that first one in chapter 22 of the book of Revelation talks about? And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of it, and on either side of the river, there was a tree of life, which bare twelve, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. You know, faith tells me I can believe that. Do you believe that today? Do you know such a home? Faith enables us to believe. Now, as I come to a close, do you remember what I said where faith came from? Back in our text, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves but it's a gift of God. You know, I've heard preachers get up in the, in the pulpit and say, just use your faith. Well, listen, you don't have any faith unless God grants it unto you. Unless God gifts you that. You know, that's the reason why that I pray. Oh, you don't know the prayers that have gone up for every person in this house today. Even this morning... Air before I, I, I got to the church house. And listen, when I get to the church house, I go in the prayer room and I pray, God, save someone today. Open their eyes that they may by faith see Jesus dying in their place. Listen, do you believe today? The gift of God is faith to the believer. The gift of God enables one to believe that Jesus died for their sins. And again, 
I go back and I, 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 still, I still think about what Romans in chapter 10 says. And I look at verse 8 where the Bible says here, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Folks, I know you've heard me today. And I know also that the devil's done everything in his power to try to rob you of the word that's come forth. And I know that. That's his job. But I'll tell you this. I'm not afraid of the devil robbing you because if God wants you to hear it, you'll hear it. He is the all-powerful. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the Son of God. But here the Bible says, But what saith that the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess to thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do you believe that? Listen, friend. There's no other means by which you can be saved today. You have to come through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ or you can't come at all. You're in the right place. You're sitting under the hearing of the Word of God today, the real gospel. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross of Calvary to pay your sin debt? Listen, that's what brings about salvation. That's the gospel that you need to know today. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, says Romans 10, 17. I look down through these scriptures. You know what? Verse 9 says it all, I think. I think verse 9 is where the line's drawn. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do you believe that today? Do you believe it today? Listen, I know. I know, as I said, you're in the right place. Because God's unadulterated gospel has come forth today. I can't adulterate the gospel with good works. It will not work. I cannot try to use the gimmicks that so many in the world do today with what I call high-powered evangelism where men will try to get you to do everything in their power. Listen, I just know this. If you don't do what God says, you're doomed. And if you do what God says, you're saved. I'm not going to sit here and try to get you to raise a hand. I'm not going to sit here and try to get you to walk an aisle. I'm not going to try to sit here and get you to nod ahead. I want you to know that salvation is of the Lord and salvation will come to anyone who in faith will come unto Him. What's that mean? It means believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Oh, may God help you today to believe. May God help you today to come to Him. May God grant you this moment the ability to have faith. 
because that's what it takes. Believing with all thy heart that God sent His Son to die for you on the cross. And then believing, He says, Thou shalt be saved. Would you not come to Him today? You know, that's about as far as I can push it. I invite you to Jesus today. Come as you are. But come in faith believing. Come unto the Savior today if He spoke to your heart. If the Holy Spirit has made you alive to cause you to see that first of all you need to be saved, you're living in sin, you need to come to Him repentingly. Confessing your sin. Trusting that He'll save you. Faith. Faith will enable you to believe. And I pray that God's grace may gift you this moment saving faith.